Hello, future friends. And welcome to the Be My Friend podcast. scandalous it's very sexy <laughs> what is the point like what when they made this sweater they were like you know what we're gonna do we're just not gonna attach this part here's my shoulder if that's too much for you i can blur it you're gonna have to blur it i just look like i don't know i look you like look a, cute. Hool- a hooligan <laughs> <laughs> you look like you're gonna go out and graffiti some some local businesses go graffiti Johan's face on the wall somewhere. <laughs> I would. <laughs> well, hello there. <laughs> I'm Tiff, and I'm here with my co-host, and more importantly, my friend, Tyler. Hey, everybody. Today, today we are sad. <laughs> We're so depressed. I, I laughed, but I shouldn't have. Um, <clears throat> today we are mourning. Uh, I, w- I would say the loss, but more like the completion of one of the best webtoons that has ever graced our eyes. And we are talking about Unholy Blood, friends. It is gone. It is finished. And it was amazing. It was fabulous. It was just overall the best ending to a webtoon story we have ever read. I- obviously, spoilers... If you haven't finished Unholy Blood, don't listen to this. <laughs> I'm going to cut this and put this in the beginning. It, truly, truly. I We can't praise it enough, but we are going to try in this episode <laughs> to say as many nice things as possible because neither of us could get over just how incredibly Unholy Blood wrapped itself up. The best ending to a webtoon I've ever read. I I seriously can't think of another webtoon. And there are so many good ones out there. So many. But this one was like over the top because I think it met the needs of every single character and like just finished up everyone's story. I think that's the reason it gets such high points for us because every person in the story was wrapped up and... came full circle you didn't have to wonder what happened to any of the characters really if if they were alive at the end of the story because obviously a lot of the bad guys weren't you got closure and even if they were gone you got really good closure in the end and that's not something that at least tiff and i have experienced in some of our favorite webtoons that have ended already yes but in unholy blood It was just a masterpiece from beginning to end. It felt like a really short ride because it was over in just one season. It wasn't like a multi-season story, but it was so well told and the circles all completed. It was just incredible. Nothing was drugged out. Everything was just well told with this story. If I can hold this story in my hands, I would. I, hands down, I would buy this book to have because it's just so amazing. And I would read it over and over again. I will write. I'm actually disappointed in this story. We, talking about it on our podcast every few weeks, 
would purposely not fast pass it just because it was easier for us to keep up this way because for a while it was only update it was updating twice a week wasn't it yes actually the good news there is if you want to get it through webtoon again it will it will cost us less coins to buy it all through daily pass than it would have to fast pass it oh so there we go and they bundle. Have you noticed that? Um, if you go to Daily Pass things, they will bundle episodes. Like when I went to do the, what was that one I read that was so depressing that I can't, th- The Horizon the or Horizon. something? Yeah. Oh my God. When I went to read that, it actually bundled like 20 episodes and it, it took like 10 coins off the price. Okay. To do them all at once. That's a random tangent, but it is worth noting for those of you who are like us and would maybe like to go reread this and not have to wait every day. There is a good chance it'll, when you daily pass, that that happens. That's actually really good to know uh, if you want to do that because I know I've stayed away from throwing coins at those daily passes because I didn't know you can bundle. So that's good to know too that you can go do that. Right. So you're not just like wasting money on a webtoon you already read. We're no strangers to throwing all of our coins at things. Just spent like 50 on a webtoon the other day. <laughs> it happens. Sometimes you slip. It definitely opens up some of these completed stories for us, I think. Even as people who we can we can afford to spend money on a webtoon here and there, you still try to be a little bit frugal about it. You don't want to just be losing your entire bank account. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. And especially if you already read it, it's almost like weird to spend money on it when it's finished then because you've already read it for free. Yes, so <laughs> exactly. You're like, oh, now if I... But honestly, Unholy Blood is one of those where I'm like, yeah, I'll give it I'll give it 15, 20 bucks to read it all again. I don't even yes. think I, it would cost that much. I think it would be less than that, but still I, I would. <laughs> right? Take all our money. I don't know. Unholy Blood from start to finish was just an incredible ride and I really hope that the creators of Unholy Blood make another webtoon cuz I would dive into that without even reading the backstory of it. I would just go in. I'd be like, all right, I'm ready. She's back. I'm here. Wouldn't even check what it's about. We'd just be like, I see that that is, I think her name is Lena, Lena M. I'd be like, yep, yep, I'm here. I'm here. What is it about? It's about, it could be like about something I don't even like. It could be a a webtoon about ACDC. And I'd be like, (laughs) I bet it's beautifully illustrated. Well, that's the thing. She, you know, with Unholy Blood, first off, you know, it, it's a webtoon about vampires, which you either like vampires or you don't like vampires, right? I could, mm-hmm. you know, I like vampires, but I don't necessarily like always reading about them. So going into Unholy Blood, I was very unsure of how I was going to keep reading this webtoon. And she just draws you in right off the bat. I know it took me at least a, like four episodes to truly get hooked, but once I did... I mean, the story she told that she made with these vampires was unlike any vampire story I've ever read. And we've said this multiple times in podcast episodes prior on Unholy Blood. But I've never read a vampire story that quite kept me on the edge of my seat like this one. Well, and vampires in today's world especially are such an overused, overdone mm-hmm. story. I mean, when you read about a vampire, it's it's usually very similar. Webtoons that we gravitate towards, they can have very typical cliches, but I think we've found that we want them to be 
unique. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, it can be about vampires. It could be about zombies. But, like, let's make it... Let's twist it. Let's make it a little different. And Unholy Blood did that so well. It wasn't your traditional, like, Vladimir. That is that a vampire? Yes. No. <laughs> Vlad? We had this conversation <laughs> once when we were talking about Unholy Blood. And I was like... Who is Dracula? Um, <laughs> but it's not your traditional vampire where they're running around and they can't be in the sun and they right. definitely don't sparkle. None of that shit's happening. They're not even living forever. They have like shorter lifespans because they're vampires, unless they're purebloods. I'm the actual world that was created was way different than at least the more common vampire stories. Well, right, yes, and their lifespans are so sure and it it's like a curse when you become a vampire i mean yeah you get to be really strong and powerful for a hot second because then you're gonna die in a couple weeks <laughs> and it's not even a very graceful death you melt <laughs> you're like the wicked witch of the whatever and you're like the wicked witch and wizard of oz just gets water thrown on you it's really gross actually Towards the end of this webtoon, we're still left with some of the classic characters from the beginning. So we mm-hmm. still have Vale. We still have, um, what's her name with the green hair? Jin Ha? Jin Ha? Yes. I love Jin-ha. her. I, I love she- her. <laughs> we love the Vale and Jin Ha ship. We built it. We're on it. We're floating on it. We're cruising. <laughs> we're eating at the buffet. It's great. <laughs> we love them. So they're still around, you know. We have Unte, who, you know, is a vampire. We all know his backstory. Can which you was imagine a... if he would have actually died? I think I would have been unconsolable. It just would have been bad. I really felt like he wasn't going to die. But then, you know, webtoons just do weird things sometimes. And you just never know. There is possibilities that he could have been dead. And they left you hanging with Daniel, the lion. So we were under the assumption that Daniel was was gone. So knowing that, why would we ever think that Hyan's blood would save Unte if we were under the impression that it couldn't save Daniel? I mean, yes, he's a lion. So there was a part of me that was like, well, maybe it's different. But of course, that's revealed in the end. So that was the thing. I was thinking the whole time that Daniel was definitely dead. I, I definitely thought he was dead. The only thing was, I'm like, there's no way Unte could die too. Because this poor girl, Hyan, lost her parents, both of them. She lost the priest, you know, Father Michael. You know, she lost everyone. And if they took Unte away too, like, what does this girl have to live for, right? So I'm like, he can't die. But then I'm like, but how is he going to live? So and I'm like, is he even- magical? I don't know. <laughs> that's what we were even talking about Is it's, towards the end. I think it really would have ended that way. If Unte wouldn't have come back, you saw it. She was going to rip out her own heart. She was done. And I can't blame her. We were just literally talking about that seconds before we hit record. Cannot blame her. I, too, probably would have ripped out my own heart after losing absolutely everybody. And can you imagine if that was the end of Unholy Blood? (laughs) Hyan just rips out her heart and it's like, the end. I'd have been like, wow. Father Michael, I hope that you are happy with at least somewhat of what I did, and I'm going to rip out my heart now. (laughs) I kind of think Father Michael would have scolded her for that move in the afterlife, honestly, assuming there is one. I think he probably would have been like, that was not a smooth move, Hyan. You shouldn't have done that. So I guess I'm glad Unte was there to stop her. (laughs) Yes, and you even get the flashback 
of Father Michael telling her to survive, like yes. not to give up. And she's like, oh, I hope you're not mad at me too much. She gets there. And then who comes in but the knight in shining armor of this webtoon, Unte, with like gorgeous white hair, which, you know, Tyler and I love the white hair. Like when Johan has white hair, we're like, woo! Woo! We're taking our clothes off. But when Unde has white hair, like, hot damn. Hot damn. Praise the Lord. <laughs> My open shoulder. It's... <laughs> um, uh, yeah. He... His reveal. His reveal. It was... And it was it so was crazy, too, beautiful. because he did resemble... Johan in a quick second there, even Hyen was like, oh, Johan's not dead? And he's like, you forgot who I was already? And we're like, it's Uche! Why is he the smoothest man? Uh, come on, please. Every single... This story. <laughs> These men. And I'm pretty sure we saw all of them shirtless, which should be illegal. I feel attacked. She draws some of the absolute finest men I've ever seen. <laughs> you have Vale, which is like this purple-eyed master beast that does magic and has abs for days. You have Unte, which is a ginger and is super smooth and funny and just ugh, abs for days. And then you have Johan, who is bad and evil but also so hot and sexy and misunderstood with abs for days. So, like, there's abs everywhere, and it's like, what do you do? What do you do? Well, then high end is hot as hell, too. We've already talked about that. We're like, yeah. And then freaking, oh, my God, uh, what's her name? Levy. Levy, she's beautiful and strong. And, she's a goddess. Oh, my God, we love her so much. And in the end, just amazing. I loved her little end moment that she had. We were sure she was dead. So Yes, I actually, when Levy got pushed off the cliff and Johan caught her and brought her down, I thought that scene was so beautiful because it was in that moment when Levy kind of spoke about how she loves Johan, but she knows that he loves somebody else. She was just coming into terms with that. And she's like, she describes herself as like a moth to a light. And I love that whole illustration with the moth and the light scene there above her as she's sitting there. And I literally thought she was dead. Forgetting there was like a whole scene of her just like looking out, like still just like huddling herself there. And I'm like, oh, maybe she is okay. And Tyler actually told me that. And I'm like, oh, forget that. I was just so mind blown by everything that was happening as they were falling. <laughs> I love it. I love that she came back because we see her then at the end of the story helping someone that is trying to commit suicide. Um, and that's Levy's whole story, right? That's how Johan met her. She was about to jump off a bridge because she just hated her life. And, you know, then she saves this person. So you can see her. She She's changing her way of things. She's, she's doing good now. She's helping others that are struggling with similar things as her. I loved the way that scene was played out. She got him to safety, and then when he asked why, she didn't, like, stick around either. She wasn't like, I'm your mentor now. She was just like, there's always somebody on your side, which is so true in life, everybody listening to this. No matter how hard things get, there is always somebody on your side, and that's what she told him. And I loved that. I loved that that was her takeaway from her entire arc with Johan, and it wasn't anything really dark or 
bad. It was literally just a hope to keep living. Mm-hmm. Just the idea that around any corner, there could be somebody who is on your side. So that meant a lot to me. It was really nice to see that happen with her. It was such a good message. I just got chills when you were saying that. It was such a good message. And, you know, you just see her walking into the crowd then, like this confident woman that she is now. So, and you never really get like a full front view of her. It's just kind of side profiles and her long hair. And it, it it's played out so beautifully. And, you know, you can take that message from many characters in this webtoon because you can yeah. take that as well from Johan and his whole backstory as well and yes. Hyen and everyone yes. because it seemed like in their darkest moments, a lot of them wanted to give up or get back, you know, and do bad things. And that's not always the right choice. And you should always pick good over bad and remember that you're not always alone. Yes. And Johan's ending. <sighs> I mean, if that didn't make you at least feel like you might want to cry a little bit, I don't know what you, I don't know what you were doing. <laughs> I it was so so devastating because he knew that he wasn't doing the right thing all along and we were again talking about this before we came on. His goal was to be stopped, which is such an odd goal. It's like he knew he wanted he knew if he had to keep going, he had to, like, pursue this crazy, terrible path. But he he also knew that someone needed to stop him because it wasn't the right thing to do. Right. So he was, like, <clears throat> being bad, but not really. <laughs> We're like, but he was. But was he? <laughs> right? I don't know. I love Johan. And I know people are going to come at me for that. But I love Johan. I do. I You know, I love his whole story and how it unfolded and I love finding out his deeper thoughts and the battle within himself because that's what he was doing right we found out in the last seconds between him and Hyen that he's been battling himself his subconscious because you know he has half of himself telling him to kill all these people kill humanity because of the way he was treated because we have to remember Johan had the worst life in this entire story (laughs) He was just absolutely just <laughs> pooped on by society. The world was awful to him. It was and awful. I mean, he did not make good choices then, but it no, makes it's, a it's lot no ex- of sense. It does yeah. make a lot of sense, though. It's no I excuse. Mean. It's a reason that somebody could go down that path. It's just right. unfortunate he chose that path instead of a different one. We come to realize then that, you know, he was questioning... Why didn't he kill her in so many moments prior to this one? Because there yeah. were so many chances he could have killed her. And we see, and it takes us back to all those moments of when he could have. And you just see him battling and struggling. And he's like sweating and he looks upset. And then you get close-ups of him grabbing her hand and they're, oh, I just want them to make out. When Unte's not looking just for like a hot second, if they could just do that. <laughs> we were right, though, all along. It was very obvious that he had romantic feelings for her or at least some sort of very deep feelings of love, be that in any way. And that's why he was having so many issues, because right. he wanted to be really strong. He wanted to take over and be like the head vampire. I mean, the dude referred to himself as God, but... 
he could not bring himself to rip out the heart of Hyen that he needed to become that because he loved her. The end was just... I I really especially love the part where he knew he... I, I don't know if that was supposed to be a hallucination or if that was supposed to be a hint that, like, yeah, no, this is really what's going to happen afterwards. But seeing Hyen's parents again kind of embrace him and say, it's, it's okay, come on. That that meant everything, I think, to me. And I'm sure it meant a lot to Johan, whether it was his own mind or anything. Just letting himself be forgiven for such a terrible lapse in judgment in that right. moment. How and to know that? her parents were so empathetic. So in reality, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that, that really was what happened. It, it's kind of like Aaliyah from Siren's Lament. Right. <laughs> and her passing and her sister forgiving her and her love of her life waiting for her. It's kind of like that where, yeah, he really wreaked havoc, but <laughs> these these people understood where he was coming from. And even if it was awful, they were still going to say, hey, come on, let's go. Oh, that moment, too. He's just them there over him. And it's like a younger version of him, too. And he's just like, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. And he's apologizing over and over. And they're like, it's okay. Come with us. And he's like, I don't think I could go where you're going. I've committed too many sins. Like, he just is coming into terms with everything he's done. And then you even get him fighting with himself. Like, why won't you do this to Hyen? You love her? Well, like do you even have the right to love her after everything you've done? And that's when the parents showed up in in the vision with him. It's like so crazy the battle within himself he was having based on everything he's done and revolving around Hyen. And we get that cute little image of them in the library looking at the books and the flower and him promising that he'll take her to see those flowers one day. And that's where they are. They're on that island when Yoan dies and Hyen yeah. kills him and, and those flowers whole, his like last thought is that that could have been what it was if he wouldn't have done what he did yeah. it's just this reflection in the end where we can't stress enough no he's not a good guy he really effed up he did awful awful things and no he cannot be forgiven for those things but the way he was able to reflect in his final moments beg for forgiveness from her parents, be it hallucination or truly them in the afterlife being like, come on. Right. Understand where he went wrong and then ultimately be somewhat redeemed in knowing that his true goal wasn't even to actually make everyone into a vampire like he made it seem. I couldn't have picked a better ending for Johan. Like, I love that. It made me, this webtoon made me hate Johan, find him hot, hate him again and then feel incredibly bad for him and then just love him at the end like that's all my emotions wrapped up for you that was the worst part we were introduced to Johan and we were like I don't know this guy's pretty sus and then he was because he was God and we were like no way he's God and then we were like but when he's white when he's white haired he do be pretty hot though they were like no he's the worst and we're like "Mm, I don't know is he I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Every time he grabs Hyen's hands, I'm like, whoo My favorite scene of him is when he's taking a bath in that blood. (laughs) 
Why is that my favorite? I don't know, but it is. I'm like, oh, buddy. (laughs) That's gross, but I love it. Tyler will hop in there with you. (laughs) I'll hop in that blood bath. That's amazing. That's what I want so bad. You could get these bath bombs that just turn your bath red. And I'm like, I need one of those. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, it looks like I died. I'm just like laying in the bathtub. My husband comes in. He's like, Jesus Christ. You're like, hello, Johan. I'm here. He's like, I'm worried about you. <laughs> Always. <laughs> but no, I mean, it It was incredible. And then, you know, we find out, actually through Unte, he was having a conversation with Vale that Johan actually wasn't really going to change anybody into a vampire, which I thought was, like, incredibly interesting. So, like... right. He was developing, like, the counter vaccine. That's what they found in his stuff was that's that's how they're transitioning everyone back to a human because they found all this in Johan's stuff, which is wild. We're like, what? No one saw that coming. I didn't see that coming. No, that was crazy. And, like, even Unte comments on it. Like, hmm, like, he, I forget exactly what he says, but he makes a comment, like, guess he wasn't actually going to do that after all or something like and it's just mind-blowing because you're like whoa he was what was he doing this whole time he's just attacking people and bathing in blood and killing people but he he did turn a lot of people into vampires and he did kill a lot of people but i guess his ultimate goal was not world domination i don't know I guess he really didn't want world domination in the end, but he just wanted high end and he knew he couldn't have her. Yeah. He 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 couldn't stop himself though. He called himself like a train that was going off the tracks and he just needed someone to come and stop him. And he said that's why maybe he hesitated in killing Hyan all those times. He wanted Hyan to stop him because if there's right. one person it would be her, it wouldn't be anyone else. And it was the only person that, you know, Showed him kindness. Like, her parents did, too. But it was because of her. But it was because of her. Because they said no. And he heard that. He heard that they didn't want to change him. So. I can understand both sides. I can definitely come to terms with the idea that you just cannot see him as forgivable in any way, shape, or form. But I do think the character of Johan was written perfectly complex on purpose so that you could kind of make up your mind in the end there if you thought he really had the worst intentions or not. And it seems like he did and he knew he did, which is why he really wanted to be stopped, like you were saying. And he was. I think he he knew deep down high and was going to stop him. I I don't even think he probably could have killed her if he kept trying. He's like, I had all these moments. And I'm like, nah, he wouldn't have been able to do it. You know what would have made that ending just even a little bit better? And I told you this before. If I, it just would have, it would have just brought me so much joy if when Hyan killed him, if we saw a tear run down her face, like not those black crazy eyes like her, you know, because she's just like total like. She went full pure blood on him. Just with the backstory of him describing everything, that last hit, if we could just got a tear, like I would have been like, oh, yeah. <laughs> anything even in the end if she would have looked back on it and been like "Ah, he was troubled i don't know uh you really don't hear from her again on johan which i I can't 
I can't blame her. She's just trying to move on. But same, I think seeing a little bit of like what what could have been it, her recognizing like this is how it could have been, but this is what you did. And now right. this is how it is. And now I'm killing you. It would have been very uh, turbulent for my emotions. <laughs> I would yeah. I would have taken it. It would have been very upsetting. I would have cried too. I would have cri- I mean I was, but like I would have cried more so. <laughs> <laughs> I would have had at least four more tears. <laughs> Just saying. She feels at that point too when Yo- when she kills Johan that she is completely alone then cuz she thinks Unte's yeah, dead and you know everyone's gone. So. And I think that that was just a final actually if anything maybe that's why you really don't need the tear or anything like that because in that moment she truly just lost everything in right in her f- mind she's come this far she's done everything she's needed to and now she just killed johan that was the last thing that she needed to do she did it by herself god she's such a badass and now she's like cool what there's nothing left there's nothing left this boy who was my only friend and someone i loved so much turned into this and now i had to kill him and now everyone else is gone so to see you later and it's all because she blames herself. It's all yes. because of her, because of what she made Johan, so. Honestly, that's another praise I have for this story is we read a lot of romantic comedies and a lot of, like, fantasy comedy things about, um, usually we, we kind of go towards a sci-fi, but another mm-hmm. thing that I have noticed for us is if it is not, like, a romantic comedy or something like that, we do tend to gravitate towards the ones where it's, a really badass woman who is like running the show (laughs) and of course we do of course we do that's what we want to read i don't want to read about some unless it's hiatu unless it's hiatu from the tutorial tower i don't care about some dude running around i want to see like some badass chick beating everyone up and hyan was the most amazing main character female lead oh my god i love her so much how could you not Ah, she is, like, definitely at the top of female (sighs) leads for us. Like, just a powerhouse girl. And then at the end, you find out she's working on the police force with Unte. And you're like, get it, girl, get it. You know, Steven, I love she takes down a criminal at the end. And it's just, like, still so badass. Like, she still is so badass putting the fear in people. She's just, like, this tiny little beautiful character and she's just like you gonna mess with me uh-uh in the very end yeah you see her with unte's sister and they're just kind of talking and she's just she's not even on the clock she's not supposed to be working right so, yeah it's after but she hours. finds out that she realizes there's somebody on the loose nearby her so off she goes <laughs> Off she goes into the town. You just see her, you know. And she runs. I think that was the thing. She's like, I don't think anyone will know if I don't, if I don't take the motorcycle. And Ute's sister's like, I won't tell anybody. I won't even look. (laughs) And she just runs and jumps. And you see the cats one last time, those cute little kitties that were in earlier episodes cuddling. They're cuddling on a building. Yes, yes. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> full circle for everyone, even the cats. <laughs> Speaking of full circles, let's back up to Unte and Hyen. So, you know, we have uh, Unte saving Hyen at the end. And, you know, it's like happy ending. They're kissing, whatever. He has gorgeous white hair. He looks amazing. But that's not it, my friends. No, not only do they work on the police force together, but Unde has this whole plan 
to propose to Hyun. And it's just, you think boy can't get any more perfect than he already is. And, you know, he goes and gets flowers, fills up a whole trunk of these flowers. Like, what are you doing? It's so fascinating to me when I see these things happen. Because, like, if... My husband would have done that to me. I would have been like, what are you on? Why are you doing this, you weirdo? But Unte is a very, he's a different, he's a different breed of human, let me tell you that. And you find out he's been visiting Father Michael by himself. Yes, for like so long too, throughout the whole story. We find out that he was visiting his grave and leaving flowers there. And Hyan's just, just she's like, like talking to him. I don't know. And obviously, that means the absolute world to Hyun. The idea that Ute felt like he had to go out and he's like, I gotta get this perfect. He's buying all these flowers. He's like, this cannot go wrong. And I'm like, if she would have said no to you, there is no hope in the world. Right? I, I mean, it's just, ugh, it was he's so amazing. sweet. <laughs> he's and so then sweet. They go to the park. And oh my god, they have this hot and heavy makeout scene on the grass, oh. and you're just like, "Woo!" And they're both awake. Love that. <laughs> we love when they're awake kissing. You know. I mean, I know that they kissed after she killed Johan, but still, this is more playful. It's less. You thought I was dead, but I'm not. Let's make out. It's more like we've been hanging out for three years. We finally had that beer. Now we're gonna roll around in the grass. <laughs> We're like, woo, and then there's just flowers waiting for you in my trunk, and will you marry me? And we're like, yes, Unte, we will marry you. Oh, I love how his hair turned white, and she was like, oh, you must be kind of excited. And I'm like, what? Oh, yes, yes, when they're making out, when his hair, yes. (laughs) She's like, I think you got a little excited there. To be freaking out. I should have laid on the ground. That would have been classic me. I wanted to. Honestly, he's just like making out with her and his hair just goes white. I'm like, whoa, that's what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're here for it. Okay. Okay. I love it. What else happens, Unte? (laughs) Exactly. What else changes? Unte. (laughs) But my friends, (sighs) not only do we get full circle... For Unte and Hyan, happy ending. The best ending for Unte and Hyan. But we also get a happy ending for Vale. Oh my god, we do and Daniel. And June B or Junaba or Junawa. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Green hair girl. Junaba. <laughs> Jinha. Jinha. I'm glad I got so close. Junebug. <laughs> Juniper. <laughs> we love her. We love her. What was her name that she was pretending to be? Ashley? It? Yeah, it was Ash. Ash, yeah. Yeah. Well, Ash. <laughs> She's sitting in jail uh, acting. They really yeah. had me going in the first half because the first little clip you get of her is her yelling at someone that, like, she's going to kill him or something like that. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Right? She's just, like, developed a little drama club in prison, I guess. <laughs> Which is so cute because that's, like, what she always wanted to do, right? Like, she was into theater and everything, and she wanted to be this movie star. And, well, you know, she this, was. Y- y- well, yeah, she was, but yeah. I, as Ash, not as yeah, herself. Yeah, not as her, but she, but she, she was. She wanted to be as herself, but she always felt like she wasn't pretty enough, right? So that's I mean, why well, she... 
Fucking killed her best friend. You know? Gorgeous. It makes no sense. She's right. clearly gorgeous. She landed Vale. Right? Just he's saying. like wrapped around her finger. Apparently he's like visiting her in jail every other day. And I'm like, oh, right. do I have to go to prison to get you Vale? I will go rob a bank. That scene was so funny, too, because she, like, braids her hair and does herself all up for when, like, Vale comes, and her and Vale, like, say something, and Hyan's all like, what's going on between you two? Like, what is this? She literally pops up. She's like, you were just here two days ago. I keep telling you not to come. And she looks, and it's Hyan, and she's like, oh. (laughs) Hyan's just like, who was here? It's me. <laughs> Vale's just sitting back there blushing, and I'm like, I love you so <laughs> <Right>? much. <laughs> it's so great. And meanwhile, it's so funny because Vale didn't go to prison because all his records magically cleared. <laughs> Magical. I wonder, I like to think that she will be out of prison soon. I'm worried about her. I'm like, get out so you can be with Vale. <laughs> right? I hope she does. I, You know, that was her being a better person, though, right? Like, she mm-hmm. put herself in jail. She is for accepting. She's accepting justice to be mm-hmm. served. And I don't know if she was in jail necessarily for, like, I don't even know what she would be in jail for. Maybe fraud. Because <laughs> she didn't really murder anybody, did she? Maybe she did. She murdered her friend. She killed oh, her friend. Yeah, she's probably not getting out of jail. No. <laughs> her and Vale are going to have to. You know, do those special kind of visits, I guess, to make some maybe, babies. <laughs> maybe she'll get out eventually because are, aren't they both like kind of that, that pure blood? They have a lot of life in them. So maybe she can serve for long enough and then get out. Well, right. So that's what I'm curious about. Did Hyan give Vale and her their her blood? I don't know. I don't know. I know that they had longer ones already because they had gotten Johan's blood originally. Oh, okay. But I don't know. Because I'm, like, always so concerned, like, when Vale's dying. Because We're really... The only person we really care about is Vale. I I mean, but how happy were you when you saw baby Daniel? Baby Daniel just happy-go-lucky there with, you know, his master. I loved it. I love that. And I liked that in the end he offered it to Unte, which shows that Unte is friends with both of them. Very close friends. They are all buddies. When when Daniel gives you his favorite, most prized toy lion, you're on his good side. It's the best. And even Unte's like, I cannot take this from you, Daniel, but thank you. (laughs) He's just, I love how he says woof. I know. <laughs> Vale's like, you're a cat. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love them so much. It's just, and too, even like those smaller characters, like Hyan's, um adopted siblings. Yes, they're there. You know, you happy. see them at the end. They're all grown up, you know. And they're, her friends from college. She's able to actually from- go out with them now. and Yeah, and they all go see Vale's show. Yes. Which was, it was just so, I mean, everything connected so well. Like, it was just so magical. I just cannot. (laughs) And not to thirst over Vale even more, but I'm going to. That magic show, there's that scene, and if I can get a shot of it, I'm going to put it up where he's, like, in that water tank. Like, he just escaped. He's, like, popping out. 
I swear to God. I'm here and we're like, whoa. I was like, excuse you? Who drew this? Did they know that they were going to give me heart palpitations? I just love how they all have a happy ending. I mean, even like... I mean, even Johan has a happy ending and, like... Right, because he wanted to die. <laughs> he wanted that. And he, you know, he came wanted. into terms with it and understood. And, you know, and Levy, she's just out there saving people now. It's just... Do you think that's what she does? Do you think she just runs around, like, looking for people who are trying to jump off of tall things? <laughs> she's like, stop <laughs> Probably. It. And she just, like, grabs him and she's like, there is someone out there. And, like, that's just her job now. <laughs> That's that's her. She's, that's so admirable. <laughs> I I like to think that her and Hyan run into each other again one day and just come into terms <gasps> right. with each other and understanding a mutual I so. understanding. I think they would be honestly. I think if if Hyan ever did encounter Levy again, they would have an understanding because Hyan would understand that Levy's actions were driven very much by her obsession with Johan, her her love and obsession, which she herself realized was more obsession than love after seeing Hyan's selfless acts of love versus her very much just being like obsessed with Johan and wanting to do whatever she could to well right and I feel like if anything Hyan's words really settled in Levy in her decision making on changing her life around in their battle scene like Hyan was just like you're just confused like I know this isn't who you wanted to be, but y- you became selfish and did all yeah. these things. You know, that's not love. And, oh, you know, it really settled with her, I think. So, I don't know. It's so nice. Honestly, this was just an amazing story told from start to finish. We lost so many good characters on the way, like Father Michael. He's really it, honestly. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> that was it, though. It felt like you lost hundreds of characters though <laughs> when you lost father michael he i will never not mourn father michael i mean you lost a lot of creepy ass vampires along the way it's okay i would trade them all for father michael father michael is the only one that mattered so sad <laughs> we ended it's... still depressed because i'm like i forgot about father michael he's still gone <laughs> I am proud of us, though. Some of our big brain theories definitely came to truths. They really did. We always said, we're like, I remember seeing Vale standing in the background and literally having a conversation on this show with you talking about how there's something up with that one. That one angel of death, I think he might be important. Yes. I don't know. I and think even he- immediately when everyone was still pretty sus of him, they were like, I don't know. I think he's just saying it. And we're like, no, I think he's good. Yeah, we're like, I don't know. I, we think that he might be helping Hyan in the future. And they're like, also- it's not real. It's not real. We're like, it's real. <laughs> and it was. See? So take that everybody we were right my hat won't go on my head so it's just gonna look like this for a second but yeah yeah see we were right about that big brain theory i believe i stated that johan loved Hyen in a big brain episode so you did this is where we pat ourselves on the back with our tinfoil hats on because you know we're never going to be able to do this during Purple Hyacinth or anything It's very like rare that. for us to be correct. So let's just let us have this briefly. 
Right away when Johan was introduced, I do remember it was only a couple episodes into his whole arc. And I, I mean, maybe it was pretty obvious, but still, we were like, he's weird. And then he was. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like, I don't know. That, he's odd child. I'm like, oh, that's it. We're like, he's weird. And he was weird. <laughs> he was very weird indeed. <laughs> he's very strange. And... I mean, we always liked Levy. Who would have thought, though, that she would have, like, tried to take on High End herself, being oh, just, like, bold. a normal vamp? That was bold of her. I, I don't know what she expected, but... Is she gonna die? Because Probably. she's just a normal vamp? Like, how long does she have well, to live? I think she's the same as, like, Vale, per se. Okay. Because Vale was given Johan's blood. So I'm assuming she does have a longer lifespan, but... She will go eventually. Okay, okay. I like her. I do too. I really, I was really, really pleased with her ending. It's sad to say goodbye. It is. What are we going to do? This was one we talked about quite a bit. We wore black to mourn. Yeah, we were mourning today. (laughs) The end of Unholy Blood because it just means so much to us. Really, such a well-done webtoon. Keep sending good vibes their way to translate it into English so we can buy it one day. Actually, no good vibes. Just yell straight at webtoon. Go tell webtoon right now. Go tell them. You want Unholy Blood in English, in a book, for us to hold, just Tyler and I. Maybe if enough of us email Webtoon and request a graphic novel version of Unholy Blood, it might happen. Let's let's start the movement, everybody. In fact, I'm gonna go do it as soon as we're done recording. I'm gonna even. They've never responded to any of my. (laughs) I've sent them like pirating websites because I've been like, "Did you guys see this? They're pirating (laughs) this Webtoon," and they like never respond to me. Now I'm gonna be like, like, "Hey, can you make this into a graphic novel?" They're gonna be like, "Who are you?" Just saying, please. I've done nothing but give you useful information, Webtoon. Why do you not respond? (laughs) Also, if you could just make us some merch with Unholy Blood, that'd be great, too. Just saying. Like a lion, like a little Daniel baby lion shirt. While you're on the track of doing things for Unholy Blood, why don't you just like create it into a show? So like just go oh. ahead and do that as well because it should be a show. Straight up it anime. It is written like it is a show. I could totally see an anime of Unholy Blood. Definitely. Crunchyroll. Get on that. Crunchyroll. I'm or Netflix. YouTube. Whatever. Just do it. Just, I'm just going to email everybody after this. And right, none of them know who I am. None of them care. <laughs> we're starting the Unholy Blood Club yeah. to get these things done. Everyone, so. I'm counting on you. If you see this and you hear our plea, please, please email, message. I don't care what you do to Webtoon. Just be like, hey, you know, it'd be a great graphic novel, Unholy Blood. Because I know you agree with us. Because if you're watching us, you have amazing taste. Thank you. Not because of us, but because of the things we're talking about. (laughs) Before we sign off, because I know that anyone listening is going to be people who really listened. So, like, all five of you that are still here. Tiff and I had a conversation the other day about possibly doing some new bonus episodes about things that aren't Webtoon. But it's not just going to be, like, about our day. Like, I'm not going to tell you what I had for lunch. But we were thinking of venturing into maybe some movies and shows and things that I think people in our community would also be a fan of. If we did that, 
would you all be interested? Would you like that? Would you have any recommendations or things you'd like to hear us talk about? Because we are not only Webtoon nerds, we are nerds on many platforms. Um, and we're also big movie buffs. Yeah, let us know if you would like something like that. If you want us to talk about something specific, let yeah. us know. Drop in the comments down below. Because we, we would like to cover it. Yeah, we like to just have conversations with each other about these things. And then the idea of putting it out there is so that others would also engage with us. Uh, or even just listen. Maybe you agree. Maybe you don't. Maybe it's just good entertainment for your drive to work. I know Tiff brought up the new Ghostbusters movie yeah. that's coming out soon. We would love to talk about that. There's a... Oh, you know what? I'm looking at my blanket um, with Harry Potter. The Harry Potter crest on it. Soon, they're doing like the 20-year reunion on HBO yes. Max with the main three Rupert Grant, Daniel Radcliffe and Emma Watson are reuniting to talk about the Harry Potter films and I'm like I would talk about that right because <laughs> I'll be crying Tyler is a big Harry Potter fan she loves it she lives for it so we can discuss these things I will tell you how hot I've always found Draco Malfoy I mean I love him Draco Seriously, so many if things. you're watching <laughs> Hi. Tom Felton, are you out there? <laughs> Do you Felton. also like romance webtoons? What's up? <laughs> I, you know, I used to have like a whole poster board of your face, Tom. So <laughs> we are going to keep talking about webtoons. That's not going to stop. We just wanted to see maybe what a few of you would think about that. Yeah. Let us know. We would be excited to cover some of those things. If you made it this far, comment Tiff loves Draco. It will make no sense to anybody. And it will be our secret. <laughs> and we know you made it this far then that, you know, you really do enjoy listening to us. <laughs> we will feel so special and loved. People will comment and be like, I loved this episode. I'm like, did you? I don't think you listened to the whole thing. I don't really do that. But it, I don't know. You didn't comment Bobcat or whatever we said you should. <laughs> Bobcat. We can also come on and talk about wildlife because, God, you know, Tyler and I do that all the time on the phone. So the options are endless, people. Endless. Whether anyone wants it or not, we might start putting it out there. So just don't be don't be alarmed. Don't be alarmed. We are here and our goal is to get to Comic-Con one day. So That's all we want. My friends, comment down below. Tiff loves Draco. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you loved Unholy Blood as much as we love Unholy Blood. And we hope you are mourning with us because mm, what an incredible ending to such a masterpiece. And we will be back next week, hopefully not mourning. Until then, over and out.